My name is uh, Robert Cole, as was stated. I am a seat counselor here at Lehman College. I've been here since 2008, where I started part-time uh, helping students to work through the placement test that was given. And then I became a substitute counselor for two years. Uh, and then at which point I was hired as a full-time seat counselor uh, through the HEO line. Cool. Uh, where did you grow up? Well, I'm a Bronxite, Bronxite through and through. Even though I was born in Jamaica, Queens, moved to the Bronx, grew up in uh, Edenwall Projects. All and right. so I'm a projects kid and uh, spent my life there until I went to Springfield College. Uh, I'm a graduate of Evander Childs High School. All right. And John Philip Sousa Jr. High School and Public School 103. All right here in the Bronx. Went on to Springfield College where I got my uh, bachelor's degree bachelor's of science degree in physical education mm -hmm. uh, while I was teaching at the St. Luke School on 138th Street in Cyprus. Yeah. Uh, ended up doing a lot more counseling than I did teaching. And it was recommended that I would try to go to Hunter College for the School of Social Work, which I did. I think that was back in 1986. Yeah, you were a gym teacher, right? Yes. You told me about how the students would be like lining up after class to talk to you about their just lives. about just about what's going on, uh, yeah. about ways to uh, stay connected with school, about ways yeah. to to continue moving forward, because that's what life is really about. Uh, there are many uh, challenges, many obstacles that that everyone faces. Yeah, everyone faces. Don't I know it? Yeah. yeah. So what we need to do as as we grow older and more experienced is to try to learn how to navigate and work through the obstacles, overcome the challenges, and yeah. continue to move forward so that we can be poised to really start working towards our goal. And at SEEK, we see this time and time again. We mm -hmm. see so many students who come in with so many challenges, financial challenges, academic challenges, but they at some point make that decision that this is completing college and obtaining a bachelor's degree is one of their goals. Mm -hmm. And they learn how to manipulate all the many things they have to do so that they can reach their goal. And and that's basically the reason why I enjoy working at SEEK so much is because that's basically my story. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew up, there were economic challenges. There, For me, there were academic challenges, many academic challenges. And yeah, talk the, about that a little bit. Oh, well, I, I looked to sports more than I did to academics. I played around. And didn't take uh, school as seriously as I could have or should have. And that, that hurt. Now, I'm sure that the schools I went to, they also did not teach on the level they should have been teaching. Sure. So I ended up going to college academically way behind. So you, you still got in now? Yeah, I got in. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In a program, it was a program like SEEK. Since it was in Massachusetts, the program name was not SEEK, sure, sure. but it was an educational opportunity program. Okay. And basically, that gave me the opportunity to go to Springfield College and the opportunity to succeed. Did you always know that you were going to go to college? Not really. No? Not really, no. Talk college, about that decision a little bit. College wasn't always on my my register. Uh, you know, I would be hanging out 
with yeah. friends and kind of knew I didn't want to do that. Uh-huh. I wanted to do something. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have enough older people in my life yeah. who said, you know, we see what you're trying to do. The way to do it is to go to school. Okay. You're going to need to go to school. Did you go to school right after high school? Yes. Okay. Right after high school, I was able to get into Springfield College. and. Did you hold on to the sports thing or and do it in college at all? Yes, or? yeah. Okay. I played football and ran track. Okay. Uh, but it was a lot tougher in college because at our school, they, they still expected you to go to school above all. Yeah. They expected you to be a student before you were an athlete. What was your main sport? Football. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I did track when... The, in order to get away from all the football practices. What what position were you in football? I played uh, cornerback, and then they shifted me to uh, wide receiver. So you said you were part of a program that was kind of like the seed program in college in Springfield. Do you see any similarities with the students that you're talking to in your own story? Like what you said that the there was a learning curve academically in college. Like how did you push through that and? Uh, ultimately graduate? Well, I see a great number of similarities between me and and the students that are in the SEEK program today. The one thing about the program that I was in, it was a much smaller program, nothing like SEEK. We had one counselor and he took care of, I think there was about 20 of us. Okay. One of the things that he did was he gave me a place to go when I was frustrated or when it just seemed like I couldn't take it anymore. You know, yeah. there were a lot of instances, just like I meet with students today, there were a lot of incidences where you questioned whether it was worth it. Was you know? it worth it? Oh, yes, very much so. Very much so. My hands could tell you. I didn't have to just keep picking up things, lifting things, and fixing yeah. things. Yeah, smoother hands. <laughs> yeah, smoother hands, because yeah. I, I graduated from because college. Because you do think work. Right. It provided me space to grow. Like... The program I was in, they would get you a tutor. We didn't have a tutoring center like we do here at Lehman College. Yeah. The tutoring center here is, is amazing. But uh, we would get tutors. And, and my first semester in college, very first semester, not only do we have English, a history course, right, Manning Society, psychology, mm-hmm. you do those basics. But then you had physics, which here would be physics 166 along with Bio 166. So they had those two together. I didn't know back then what I know now. Now I know those two courses are very challenging in themselves, but extremely challenging when you have to do them together. And I had to do them together for a whole year. And I basically, I was nowhere near ready for physics. But the tutor they gave me, she was a biochemist and she came in and she would work with me until I understood it. So it was a mixture of... uh really getting the right tutoring and also getting the support when things got too hard, you could go to somebody to vent. Or, yeah, or vent, do whatever you had to do. Process, get an understand, better understanding, getting mm-hmm. different perspective, get somebody to advocate for you. That's probably why I advocate for the students I work with now. You know, I will go to another department and, and speak on their behalf mm-hmm. because I had always had someone, his name was John Wilson. He was a uh, person that John. ran ran the program, uh, he always advocated for us. And Springfield was basically a school that didn't want African-Americans. Oh. Oh, and some of the professors told you, we don't want you in this school. A lot of, like, obvious racism. Yes, 
there was racism. Blatant racism. And blatant on some yeah. with some professors. They wouldn't say it out loud, but yeah. they, they would they would even say to you, it's going to be an interesting semester for you. So you, you had to come in and you had to overcome that challenge. And yeah. having support from the Educational Opportunity Program, having academic support, as well as having uh, social support and personal support, allowed me yeah. to overcome those challenges and still succeed. Were you like the only black person in the class a lot of the time? or No, there was two of us in physical us. education. But okay. at that year, they had brought more African-Americans in than they had ever done before. Taking advantage of that educational opportunity program really, really allowed me to succeed. And when I, I see the students that are coming into Lehman through the C program, which is an educational opportunity program, mm -hmm. I see not only has it given them an opportunity to get in, but it provides them with the support socially, personally, academically, and in a little sense, financially, so that they can uh, succeed in school and, yeah. and reach their goal of graduating. What were you doing right out of college? Right out of college, I started teaching, mm -hmm. coaching, refereeing, and then uh, I had went back to school for uh, social work. Yeah, I got yeah. my social work degree. And then, uh, what was the first job I worked after I got my social work degree? Oh, yeah, I worked at uh, Bronx Regional High School. Bronx Regional High School was, it's an alternative high school. And back then, I don't know how it is now, but back then, alternative high school meant everyone who got dispelled from yeah. their previous high school because yeah. of behavior or academics yeah. uh, was sent to Bronx Regional. And so at Bronx Regional, we provided them with a lot more support yeah. And uh, many of them were able to succeed and finish their high school. Just like you see here, so a lot of young people with a great deal of challenges before them, but you saw them working hard. You saw when they got to the place where they made the decision to overcome the challenge, you saw them do that. And to me, that brought me a great deal of joy to a see lot of satisfaction. them. Yeah, to see them make up their mind, develop themselves a plan and then to execute the plan and to see them reap the benefits because it was all about them. Just like today, my support is to just help them. Somebody getting ready to step out of bounds, you need to push them back in bounds, stay in bounds. You know, that's support. But it's them who are doing the work. Yeah. It's them who are doing the heavy lifting. It's them who are developing and executing the skills that they're learning. Mm -hmm. And it's them that, are reaching their goal. They're not reaching my goal. They're reaching their goal. I'm not reaching their goal. They're reaching their goal. And I think that's one of the, the things that keeps me uh, excited about the work I do here at Lehman and, and when I look back, the work I did in the past. Very cool. I love that. Can you tell us just basically what are the main services that SEEK provides? SEEK is an educational opportunity program so the first thing it provides is an opportunity to go to college. It opens the door for students who that door would have been closed to them in that their grade average coming out of high school mm -hmm. was lower than that required for admissions. And they also experienced economic challenges, mm -hmm. meaning that their parents' income only reached a certain level. So they don't have enough money to pay for college. They may not have enough to pay for college and... They have to work. They have to, there's a lot right. more challenges right. when you have less resources. 
So the SEEK program provided an opportunity for them to get into college. So even with a lower GPA and economic challenges, mm -hmm. they are accepted to Lehman College mm -hmm. through the SEEK program. Right. And the SEEK program provides different services, like provides with them with $500 per semester to help pay for transportation and the little thing, the incidentals that can get in the way. Mm -hmm. uh, SEEK also provides uh, a summer program to help students acclimate and make the transition from high school to college mm -hmm. to begin to prepare academically. Mm -hmm. uh, SEEK provides each student with a counselor for them to work with on setting goals, setting an academic plan, knowing what it is they have to do. Uh, one of the major things we're doing now is also looking at career exploration with the students and helping them to get into internships and prepare themselves for future careers. And SEEK has a wonderful academic learning center. And in that learning center, uh, we have tutors that tutor just about every single subject that we offer. Mm. If not, they will try to find somebody uh, to provide students with tutoring. Now, I know a lot of times, oh, I don't need tutoring. I'll tell you right now. We all need tutoring. I would not be sitting here. Even when I went to Hunter, yeah. I had a tutor. Yeah. I would not be sitting here today in this capacity with the degrees I've been fortunate to obtain mm -hmm. without the support of others, particularly academic support. As, mm -hmm. as I told you earlier, academically, I, partly me, I didn't take it as seriously. Partly I wasn't taught some of the things I needed to be taught. I spent three years in special education, so we played basketball more than we did study. Mm -hmm. And uh, I ended up really not ready for college. What do Sikh students need to know before their first day at Lehman? Mm, that's a great question. I would say the first thing they need to recognize is that they are preparing for the rest of their life. Things are about to change. Many of the dreams their parents have for them, uh, others in their family have for them, others who associate with them have for them, is for them to move forward in their lives, regardless of any hindrances that might have occurred beforehand. Mm -hmm. You know, like me growing up in the projects and there are things that hindered my potential success. When I went to college and just like when they come to college, there has to be the realization that life is about to change. How we're no longer going to live on the, on the potential hindrances, but we're going to accept the challenges that are before us and that we are going to prepare, not just to finish college, but to prepare for a career a, a lifestyle, mm -hmm. an improved lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Because in order to get in these programs, just like the program I had, you had to have some economic hardship. If your parents were were what they called middle class or you know, making a certain amount of money, you had resources, you could obtain resources. Yeah. But when you grow up in a poorer home, the resources are to make sure that everybody eats, make sure they have a roof over their head, make sure that they have clothes on their back. To make sure you had the basics, those were the first things you looked at. My parents did say school was important, but I was the first in my whole generation to go to college, and there, mm. were, old, there were many older than me. So there are still hindrances 
and challenges and obstacles that are before us that they're not designed, but they can result in us moving and taking different routes. If they're going to go to school, they need to know their life's about to change, but the life isn't going to change just because you sit in the classroom, just because you attend college. You're going to have to work. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to, in my case, you're going to have to cry. Real tears. Yeah. You're going to meet many nights of frustration. Yeah. You're going to be slapped. I, I was punched, not slapped. You're going to be punched with the reality. And this isn't all students, but there's enough of them, like me. You're going to be punched with the reality that you were not prepared and you didn't prepare yourself to greatly succeed at this level. When you get punched with that reality, you have to get back up off the floor. Everybody has a responsibility. Yeah. When you go into school, learn as much as you possibly can. The school has a responsibility to challenge you. You've challenged me quite a bit. Yeah, but to the degree that whoever's providing education challenges you, and to the degree that you accept that challenge, mm -hmm. it makes for a greater outcome, a greater experience, and you are better prepared to be successful in your career or be successful at life. So when you're going to college, there is the understanding and, and it, well, it becomes the reality. After you get up off the floor, after getting punched in the face, some people get light slapped because they just need to make minor modifications. Some of us get punched, almost knocked out because we are less prepared. Yeah. But there are systems, there are things in place and the SEEK program is, is a program where you can really learn those things that you didn't learn as you continue to go forward in college. You know, it's it's a lot. It's time consuming. So you can't just spend an hour looking at something and going to take a test. You need to breathe it in. Yeah. You need to understand it. What's happening? And that's very difficult. You know, it's easier said than done because as you're trying to breathe this in in a college environment, you have other responsibilities. For many of our students, they have to work. Some of them are athletes, like when I was an athlete. You had to be at practice at a certain time. You had to be on the bus to go to the meet or to the game at a certain time. If you still had tons of reading to do, you had to do it on the bus. You had to find ways to continue breathing in academics as you live your life. It requires that you take a look at not only your level, but also take a look at what you're required to do and, and, and how you can best organize that. Because mm -hmm. organization, everybody talks time management, but that's basically life organization. How do I organize my life so that I'm learning while enjoying myself? It's possible you may have to cut some things out. You definitely gonna have to make some sacrifices, but, but it's possible. I mean, when I was in college, even though I passed college, I, I DJed almost Thursday, Thursday to Sunday. Yeah. So I could have money. DJed in the 80s, playing so, Rick James. Yeah. I don't even know if Rick James, yeah, he was out. But, uh, all right. <laughs> um, for a Sikh student in college, other than the Sikh program, outside of school, what other support do you think that Sikh students need? Well, first and foremost, they get everything a regular Lehman College student gets. Any Lehman College. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have those supports. Yeah. They have those supports that they can... Yeah. But like, ideally, like, from, like, home or, like, I don't know, friends or whatever, like, what what do you think would be... Well, 
some good support. Hopefully their parents would give them support. But in my case, I mean, my mom was a, was a great encourager. But you have to realize that many of the Sikh students that attend school are the first in their generation to graduate from college. Not all. That's a very general, that's a generalized comment I made. But many are first generation, which means those who are around you can support you, but they're not going to truly understand they they, what it is yeah. that you're going through going to, to college. Mm -hmm. They're going to see it as high school, but they'll go to whatever experiences they've had. Mm -hmm. And and even though many of them are able to take you past their experience, because now they've lived life, mm -hmm. you know, but academically sometimes could be intimidating. But there needs to be the conversation in the home of what's required. Mm -hmm. You know, because if your parents believe it's like high school, they're going to expect you to do play the other roles yeah, yeah, that you yeah. did while you were in high school. Right, but it's like at least 30 to 40% harder than high school. Yeah, well, yeah, if that's the percentage. You know, what it is, it's, it's just uh, uh, more demanding. It yeah. requires more sacrifices. Yeah. Uh, it challenges you and, and, and places many more obstacles in front of you. Yeah. And so uh, how do you get somebody who may not have experienced that in their life mm. to support you. Mm. Well, you it has to be that dialogue. Just like me now as a Sikh counselor, I can't say that my experiences almost prepared me for what uh, many of the young people are experiencing today. So I always encourage them, take me into your world. Hopefully I can get to a place where I can understand what it is that you're experiencing. Then I could see how it relates to some of my experiences and share some things with you or just help you talk through what it is you need to do to overcome the challenges you face. How have the issues that students face changed over time? I would say support. Although times were hard, for some people in the projects, the project was tight. You could walk in and get support from so many different people who are not family members. These days, people don't know one another. There was a strong sense of community. We used to be able to look up 14 stories and tell you everybody who lived in each window. We knew everybody in the building. I doubt that is how it is today. When we were growing up, we, we would do something we're not supposed to be doing. A friend of yours didn't even have to be with you. Yeah. But you saw his father coming up the block or his mother yeah. coming towards the building yeah. and everybody straightened up like wooden soldiers because yeah. we didn't want that person communicating to your parent what they saw you doing because yeah. you knew you weren't supposed to do it. Even yeah. some fathers would walk by and say, you guys cannot be doing this well. You guys yeah. are not behaving this well. You're <laughs> doing something because you look too perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a sense of community. Yeah. I don't know how much there, there is in that today. I see people, don't tell my kid what to do. You know, but now I see your kid out there destroying themselves. I can't tell you, I can't tell them. Yeah. You know, somebody else's parent would be able to come, you put that down. Yeah. And you would put it down. All over you had a sense of community, a sense of caring. And I think that is lost. I really think our communities are suffering. When you're under financial hardship, 
you can't always go and pay for something. Like I grew up with six brothers. If my father was at work and my mother had to run wherever she had the hospital or something. Yeah. Take one of us to the hospital. We had neighbors. You would go stay at their house. Even if you had to sleep there, you would just stay there. They yeah. would make sure you ate. They'd make sure everything it was, was kind fine. Of like a one big family. Yeah. We, yeah. we didn't even know there was daycare. But yeah. It's daycare. Somebody, whoever was home that day, took care of, of yeah. the whole block. You had six other brothers? Yeah. Seven kids? Yeah. All boys? Yeah. So I'm an only child, so I never got to wrestle. Did you wrestle with your brothers? You do everything. <laughs> you yeah. do everything. You just yeah. don't treat them like they were in the street. That was the, my father's yeah, only rule. I mean rule. wrestling like respectively wrestling. No, like I mean, you. that was my father's only rule. Yeah. You, don't, you don't treat each other like you're in the street. You're brothers. I think the biggest difference is a sense of community. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I see students, I have students. They don't even know other people who are on my caseload are in their class. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we came as freshmen together. Y'all came as freshmen together. Take time to get to know one another. Build yeah. a community. Help one another. Like when I was in graduate school, I just started social work. I didn't even know what social work was. And we had these assignments and these readings. There was no way I could keep up. I didn't know the jargon, but I had a, a young lady and she was recently split from her husband and she was having really economic hard time. Mm -hmm. I was refereeing, so I, I was okay. What I would do, she couldn't copy the articles. Back then, you had to copy articles. You couldn't look at everything on the computer. Mm. Uh, I would copy all the articles for her to make sure she was able. And then she would spend time with me to make sure I could read it. And I understood what they were saying. And that's how you grew. See, that's community. That's caring for one another. There are ways that students can support each other, help one another. My goodness, if you understand the math problem and you look at... Your classmate and your classmate is like breaking down because they don't understand and the pressure's getting to them. Right. Say, yo, you mind if I show you something? Can, yeah. can we just talk about this? Yeah. If y'all spend a few, a few minutes helping one another like that, let me tell you, you would find the value. And that's where you find value in everyone you come across. I've had guys who were homeless or very close to being homeless. Mm -hmm. Sit down and talk to me and drop some wisdom on me when I was younger that, that helped me. What did they say? I can't remember everything they said, but, but they would encourage you to not give up. They would encourage you to go to school. Yeah. I had people who worked under me, even though I was younger, worked under me. They were saying, the reason why you got this job and not me, and they knew the job much better than me, is because you're going to school. Yeah. So don't stop going to school. Yeah. Stick with it. Yeah, there was a, a a sense of helping one and the caring that yeah. other people succeeded, not just you. It's not about you. It's about us. Right. It's about right? us. That's the best way to put it. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about us. The person you help is the person going to turn around and help you. I learned that, and I learned to enjoy that. If If we look at it hand in hand, if the people on your block are messed up, who do you hang with? Where do you go? To people who are messed up. And then what that say about you? You become messed up because you end up doing what they do. But if we encouraged each other to try to do better, then the people you hanging out with can always help you. We've talked a little bit about how you grew up in the start of hip hop. Could you just tell me one story about 
the 80s and being in the Bronx during, during the beginning the hip -hop. of hip-hop. I mean, it's just... Hip-hop was me in the a, 70s. That was the, the 70s. 70s. The thing I enjoyed most when hip-hop first started, they didn't even call it hip-hop. It's called rapping. They called it partying in the park. You would have a huge park, and guys would bring out their speakers. They would build their big speakers. They would cut the wood and all that. But they would bring their equipment, and they would plug it in an outlet, one of the light posts, because if you opened them up, they had a outlet. They would plug it in, steal the juice from the light post, and start playing music, and the park would be packed. You know, the guys would be rapping and all that. And the greatest memory I have is that, for the most part, there was peace. You could be out there a whole night. Now that I'm getting older, I'm just like, turn that junk off. The projects I grew up in were big, so I would need a lot of people. And these guys were just, they would just rap. It was just amazing how they would put their words, their sentences, and, and, and stories together to rap. Because we had, who do we have up my way? We had DJ Breakout and the Funky Four MCs. We had Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. I can't even remember all. You had other guys who didn't make records like Timmy Hall, DJ Rocky. They were outstanding. They just didn't make records. And so, you know, it was amazing to see it take off. That's so cool. And I remember when it was just in New York, you would hear rap and scratching yeah. and all that. You would know. I brought some some guys up to Springfield, and the dude just started scratching. <laughs> and yeah. they were they had never heard that. They hadn't even they hadn't even heard. You they brought hip-hop to Springfield. Oh, no, no. Because we had radio stations, too. Yeah, yeah, But they didn't have the internet now. Like yeah. The internet kind of changed everything. It opened that world to everyone, where before everything was limited and, and regional. Like, yeah, you literally you had to go, lug the records. You if know, you would go to D.C. And drive, yeah. yeah. If you would go to D.C., you would hear the, that go-go music, and that was it. They yeah. didn't even want to know anything else. That was them. Yeah. And you'd go to... New York, you could have house music. You go up to Massachusetts, you get funk. Go Boston, Springfield, all that, you get funk. That's what they want. And I don't, I didn't get to go other places, so I didn't know what Detroit they. Detroit had like techno. Oh, but everybody had their own yeah. little style. Yeah. And with with the uh, cable, cable was the first thing. Cable that led to the internet. Yeah. And now it spans. You can see anything around the world, and so you see people all over the world break dancing. I remember the Rocksteady crew came up to the center and those guys were amazing. And what they could do with strobe lights and how they could dance was just amazing. They would do the spinnings on the What, were, on the what, what was the center? The was center it? was the community center. The so community you would, center. You would okay. hold winter parties in there. African Bambata and he was down at uh, Boston Seacourt. That's where some of the guys hung. Then you had Echo Park on each Tremont. A lot yeah. of guys would go there. Yeah. You always had Bronx River. Bronx River was... You know, the Zulu Nation and Yeah. And they just have a whole bunch of talent out of that yeah. out of that place. You know, if you went over by Soundview, you had uh oh my goodness, Scott LaRock and them. I was able to move around because mm -hmm. I didn't claim one like one community. Some people couldn't move because they would get in trouble everywhere they went. Sure. So I wasn't like that, so I, I got to meet people all over. Is there anything that you'd like to say to a Sikh student listening to this or what what message do you want to bring forth? If you listen to all the way to here, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just want you to know that you're worth it. All the sacrifices you make today, all the pain you endure, because growth is pain, even when you build muscle. 
it's sore. You sore the next day. After a while, you're not as sore, and you you have bigger muscles than you realize. Mm -hmm. Growth is pain. So all the pain you go through, it's worth it because you're worth it. This too shall pass. It means go endure it. Go through it. Knowing that things are going to change. And what you're going through now, putting together, identifying what you don't know, learning what you don't know, it will pass. And one day you'll hopefully be able to pass that on to someone else. Because Percy Ellis Sutton, our founder, and the group of guys he worked with to help formulate the SEEK program, which was the first educational opportunity program anywhere, they were of the mindset that this too shall pass and that everyone needs this opportunity. And if you gave them the opportunity, they would do great things with it. Is there anything else you'd like to promote? See your seat counselor <laughs> and go to tutoring. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Mr. Robert Cole, thank you again, sir. You're welcome.